berries ready for me. Lucky <laughs> <laughs> Lucky Podcast. What's good, fam? LL Nation. We're back in the building. Got your guy. The original. Lucky Lefty himself, Malik Zayed Overtime Malik. So um we're doing this show. It's gonna be a short show. Short show. I have to jump on the expressway, drive to South Bend, press conference later this afternoon. Marcus Freeman, all the coaches. So I'll be bringing that to you and reporting from there. So you can check me out. We'll do a show later on this evening right here on Lucky Lefty. And then I'll have my, my stories up on Irish Breakdown a little bit later as well. So we decided to go ahead, do this short show, and then we'll give you a full show. Uh, I'm, I'm doing a short show because you guys have been missing your boy Malik. So I want to make sure you saw his face. And then you'll get a double dip later on tonight. That's and right. I, You know, look, I'm going to give him the floor because I know it's been a tough, emotional 48 hours or so. You know, it's a tough. That's, that's a tough way to lose the Super Bowl. <laughs> Tough way to lose the Super Bowl, man. And he had to watch Mary J. Perform, you know, so it was a it was a, a good nightmare, if you could say that. You know, nightmare watching Mary J. I'd much rather have saw Monet, but the whole dance, I mean, it just, you know, I'm glad she wasn't heard very well because if she was, it probably would have ruined the show for me. Uh, Joey B did everything he could, man. The man, listen, he played better than than what you would expect it, even with Aaron Donald being who they were, Von Miller being who they were. But, you know, people didn't expect, expect us to get that far. I think we were – it was a great decision to go for it instead of kick a field goal, go for three. I mean, shoot, we, we'll be back. I'm not worried about it. I know that Joe Burrow has solidified himself as the best quarterback in, in, the, in the, the NFL. Hold on. Hold and on. Go ahead. Finish up. I wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Finish and up. this is only the beginning of a multiple dynasty uh, Super Bowl run by Joe Shiesty. Now, on the other hand, the Rams obviously paid for a Super Bowl. It was very clear. And, you know, when you pay for what you get, that's, I mean, come on. Like Aaron Donald said he's going to retire after that because he's like, man, all this money I done got from the league, man, I think it's time to be done. So as long as you're going to pay for Super Bowls, I mean, it doesn't mean as much. Now, on the Irish side, we Al Golden came on over and solidified that juggernaut coaching staff and a bunch of celebrities on the staff, so I'm excited to see how that works out for us. I think the defense is just going to be even more impressive, but hopefully you know, we can get some things going on both sides. You done, man. Also, <laughs> thinking about it now, I'm really thinking about getting a Joe Burrow jersey. I might have to just, you know, support my Ohio brother on that one. That's, I mean, that's understandable. He, <laughs> he is a nice, young, up-and-coming quarterback. Best quarterback in the, definitely in the you division. Know, he's probably top five right now. <laughs> He's probably top five right now. As always, man, we're presented and brought to you by Nora Whiskey. Go to anorawhiskey.com. It's that premium American whiskey, anorawhiskey.com. Now, as you said, Al Golden is the, was hired as the new D.C. He would have been hired if my boy Patrick Mahomes had done his job. <laughs> he would have been in South Bend weeks ago. <laughs> we had the P.J. outside of Arrowhead. Yeah. Yeah, to send it back, wasted, wasted some gas. And, you know, and, and here we go. Pat Mahomes acts like he just wants to uh, shave points and work <laughs> with Vegas in that AFC Championship game. With all seriousness, man, if you were able to watch how the Bengals linebackers played in that Super Bowl and pretty much in the entire playoffs, you have to be impressed with the ability of Al Golden to teach and develop. He's always been known as a relentless recruiter, which tends to be the trend with the rest of the hires. And as you said before, uh, Al Golden, 
Brian Mason, Tommy Rees, uh, Marcus Freeman, they all will be meeting with the media today. And I think we'll get a chance to meet some of the other new coaches as well. So we'll have more about that tomorrow for you and some actual video uh, audio for you. But I think it's a really solid hire. Uh, we knew it was between him and Doug Belt uh, at some point. It was just a matter of time. And, you know, I I had heard that the lean was to Al Golden. And, you know, a lot of people want to bring up his past and certain things. You know, everybody has a chance to mature in life. You know, yeah. and Al Golden that's coming to South Bend was not the same Al Golden that was the head of the Miami Hurricanes or his time at Temple. I think you're talking about a, a man that's had a chance to reflect on some of his mistakes, mature, being able to teach at the NFL level and deal with those type of athletes. And more importantly, not only is he the D.C., but in speaking to Drake Bowen yesterday, had a chance to talk to him after the hire. He's excited. And in speaking to him, you know, this is the guy that's going to be working directly with him. So he's super excited. And you know the, the, the level of linebackers that we've been getting recruiting-wise at Notre Dame. So Notre Dame fans should be excited, not just about Al Golden, but the entire coaching staff that has been assembled. Uh, around Tommy Reese and Marcus Freeman. So that's something to look forward to. Now we build towards April 23rd, which is a very special day, the best day in the world. Mm. Also is the blue and gold scrimmage. That's right. The, the bigger the bigger the bigger thing on that day is the fact that I was born. But oh yeah, that's that's the that's I'll, number one. Of I'll, course. I'll allow Notre Dame to lease. Allow it, yeah, allow. I'll allow Notre Dame to leave <laughs> for a few hours. Yeah, just for a few. For a few hours. Yeah, and then after that, that, you gotta you gotta get over it. For a few hours for the scrimmage, and then we'll get back to the real the real party on that day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, get back to the real action. You take a break on that. And get back yeah. to the real action. Yeah, we'll get back to the real celebration. <laughs> but uh, just go ahead, man. Let everybody know, you know, what you were doing. It was Super Bowl weekend. By the way, um, I talked to my boy Jared Payton, who actually hosted with me one day or joined me one day while he was out there and you were taking care of business. He was like, tell Malik he didn't let me know. He's mad because you can let him know about the events while he was out there. Oh, my goodness. I he said he would have stopped by. But other than that, just let everybody know what you were doing Super Bowl weekend, man. We posted some of the stuff some of the videos on the uh, Lucky Lefty Instagram page. But just let everybody know the connections and some of the guests that might be coming up on Lucky Lefty. So, man, it's been a crazy Super Bowl weekend hosting with the Nora brand, uh, getting it into some great spots. Like, we hosted with Shannon Sharp's Cognac, LaPortier, and got a chance to really get in there with those guys. We saw the I Am Athlete guys, the, the, pivot, the pivot guys with Ryan Clark and – Fred Taylor, and, and it was really cool to see uh, kind of those guys in real life and get a picture with Shannon Sean. I watch him every day, and uh, he's still the same unk in person as he is, you know, on, on TV. So uh, also stemming from that, getting a chance to set up some stuff with uh, Ricky Williams and his, and his brands and, and just talking to him, football stuff, getting on the podcast potentially. Shan Sharp's daughter for, for the Culture Fridays, we're lining up, getting an opportunity to speak on just how it all ties together with sports and her father and, and the culture that she's building in New York. And then, you know, student from that different events, we uh, got a chance to hang out with Terrell Davis and Greg Bell. We saw Tim Brown and get a chance to get Tim Brown on the, <laughs> on the podcast. Marlon Briscoe, the first black quarterback to play uh, in the NFL, got a picture with him. But Tim Brown, man, funny story. Got a chance to say, why don't you ever come back to Notre Dame a lot? He was like, man, I don't want them to give me no hotel, man. Give me a place to stay, you know? So, <laughs> Man, that's saying something. That's, that's, that's saying something. That's right. He said, I ain't trying to be there, man. Give me a place to stay, man. I don't want no and you hotel. Know they have, you know they have some type of lake house or property, dude. Yeah, yeah. Get him, get him somewhere nice, man. Get him comfortable. He'll, he don't mind coming back with that. But uh, getting the chance to see those Notre Dame greats, 
and taking pictures and setting up potential uh, interviews with that. It's just uh, something we've been working on. And then right today we got uh, the Rams parade. We're going to do the Rams parade in a little bit and uh, the Laker game tonight with uh, uh, the VP doing some of Nora stuff there. So we really building out the brand and the Lucky Lefty podcast, man. We're going to grow uh, with with our guests that we've introduced with. And Sean, I got a chance to uh, get meet this guy named uh, uh, named this guy named Robert. He said he has a plane for us. You know, if you want to do the podcast, come out to LA. We could do it on the plane with some Menorah. It'd be a, a different different look, you know. So I mean, getting us out here, man, it'd be uh, pretty special. But overall, man, the the Super Bowl weekend is crazy. Uh, everybody's out here, and it's, it's it's a good event to be at. So once again, featuring and brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. It's that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com, man. Get at it. Check it out. Smooth. You know, if you're a Rams fan, it would have been the perfect celebratory drink. That's right. Perfect celebratory drink. Let me, let me, let me, you know, we had news break this morning that uh, your coach actually got an extension from the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Interesting. Oh, oh, he was extended uh, because he was going into the last year of his contract. They extended him out to 26. It's a lot to be it's a lot to be desired with that game plan on Sunday, in my opinion, my bro. Uh, I don't know how in the world the way that second half was going. I don't know how you go empty set on the most important play of the game. I I just don't get it. I I don't care how quick you thought you were gonna get the ball out. But, we, but remember that happened last time. It was a it was something like that. He ran right in the middle and took it and took a slide. Man, look here. And, no. and your boy T. Higgins. T. Higgins with the man with the best offensive pass interference I've ever seen. Because everybody's talking about the face mask. The face mask wasn't it. It wasn't it. No. It was the way he grabbed him behind. He hit his right arm. Yeah. And and literally pulled him this way. Pulled him that way. And the face mask was just after an uh, after effect. Now I thought that they can review. I thought you could review calls like that. It has, like, to, come that down, a, it has to come down from up top. It has to come down from Buffalo Wild Wings. They're yeah. like, let's just so, you got it. <laughs> As a wide receiver, it's like that was technique, perfect technique to get away with offensive pass interference. I have to give him credit. Like it was yo. It was a touchdown. It should have been called. Was that called. shows that shows that this is an offensive league. Yes. And it was so blatant in the open field. I don't know how they didn't call it. It was one of those, like, you're waiting for the call. Like, it's okay, that's it. Because ain't no way he just falling out like that. And he just right. catches up easy. But they let it ride, you know. And I think that was a, a, a call from up top being like that. They need to get that one. Yo, so I got Free J Free says Joshua not taking that sack. <laughs> Come on. Josh is at home eating Tostitos and, and salsa. You know, wishing buffalo, he could be there. Buffalo wings, right? Yeah, eating buffalo dip. You know, they don't even have a wing. They do buffalo dip over at Josh Allen House. <laughs> uh, Connor Neffer says, compare Freeman's versus Kelly's first staff. Yo, you would have experience with that. Well, I think Kelly's staff was just his homies, similar to Marcus Freeman's, but Marcus Freeman just got cooler homies. It's like, you know, <laughs> if it's the lunch table, you know, those are the jocks and because right. Kelly's more like the gothic kids. It's like, uh, like it's all your friends, but you know we couldn't really hang with you guys. Yeah. So this is more like the popular kids got all the popular kids together, and the, and the guys can can feel that energy. And I mean, every time you turn up, there's every time you look up, there's another new flash hire. That's that everybody can kind of nod their head and be like, okay, I can work with this. I, I don't see a too many bad things about this hire in particular. So. As long as we continue to take the right steps, I think we're going to be in a good spot. What did you think about the overall? What did you think about the halftime show? I just I thought it was good that it was leaving a taste of people wanting more. I think it was just long enough. 
to where you can people people could complain that it should have been longer. But I mean, we heard every, we got the taste of a little bit of everything when we wanted to hear Mom Spaghetti, you know, that went crazy. You know, the Snoop and Dre, that's classic. I mean, it sounded like your 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 the typical Notre Dame party. You know, you go into a dorm party, you're gonna hear those. Maybe not Mary J. Blige, because that's more for like, you know, the janitors and stuff. But you know, I think that uh, it was a good halftime show. Good to see every LA come out. Yeah. And Kendrick, oh, okay, I like Kendrick's little fly, little get up, man. Hopefully, he drop an album soon. Yo, Kendrick's uh, aesthetics, like with the Dre Day out the jump out the box, like everything. Like if you if it went over your head, it went over your head. If it went over your head, it went over your head. And yo, <laughs> the fact that he did, he was able to do the song that he did. I was like, oh, like he's yeah. gonna do it. Like that's what's up. I was kind of shocked that they didn't like mute. It is 2022, man. I guess it's not like, you know, 1980s. But you, know, you do have young kids watching the Super Bowl. I just thought they would do the radio version of in the club. But, but 50 was letting it ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was hanging upside down, man. He was waiting to <laughs> So, so all in all, and then I would like to, man, just an exclusive right here. I don't know if people understand how close the Super Bowl halftime show came to being canceled. Mm. Yeah, it was almost canceled on Thursday. Uh, NFL kept trying to Debo the show. And of take course. There's a reason why uh, uh, at the beginning of, you notice at the beginning of Kendrick's uh, performance, they took out the Pyrus and Crips all got along. They didn't yeah. that, like they didn't let that go over the airwaves. And that was one of the demands. Like, we need to take that out. They just kept coming back with demands, like constantly. And finally, Dre and his people was like, you know, F it. Like, literally, that's what he said. Like, F it. But you know, when it's that much Dre, money involved, they're gonna have something to say about it. Dre, Dre was ready to walk away. And that, that's the cool thing, Dre being as big and powerful as he is, he's not an artist that needs the Super Bowl. No. You know what I'm saying? I don't so even he, think the Super Bowl is even an artist, like, top tier anymore. Like, it used to be, like, when Michael right, Jackson was doing it. It's but, still the acts, say, like, I think the first act that really got a bump from the Super Bowl in modern times was when Missy got the spot performance. Right, and a lot of younger people didn't know who Missy were was, and yeah. they're like, "Yo, who is this?" Her streaming went up some like, I think the numbers were some like three thousand percent. It was something ridiculous. Damn, you know what I'm saying? So it can be impacted like that. But like the people that are on stage, everybody knows. Yeah, I mean, that's I, one, that's it, one of the things I was saying, like from a hip hop standpoint. It's only a few people that can really carry a hip hop show. Like, I was asking somebody, like, can you do, uh, can Murder Inc. do a halftime? They can't. They're not big no, enough. No, no, they're not big enough. They're not big enough. Can, uh, you can only do global people in that yeah, Like, where's Khalifa, maybe? 50 couldn't do, you know, with Young Buck and them. They couldn't do a halftime. Like, they're not big enough. And so it would have to be like, you could do a bad boy halftime show. Or Diddy. I don't even think you could do that. No, I'm just saying Diddy, like if Diddy did a halftime show and just did like the same thing Dre did with like stuff he produced, which connects to a lot of big time artists. Maybe Diddy. I think Jay, Jay could do a halftime show. Yeah. If Beyonce did, did one. Yeah. If Jay did, like, because Jay would probably bring out Usher, he would probably bring out Jermaine Dupree. He would probably, he would do, he would be able to bring out uh, Lincoln Park. Had he did a, he did a full smash up album with Lincoln Park. Yeah. So, make Drake. Drake could do one easy. He could do one, but he wouldn't be able to just do it by himself. Why not? He would be able, he would have to bring out. It's hard for a hip hop artist just to do it by themselves, bro. Now you know Drake is not a hip hop artist. Drake is the artist. Well, however you want to call him, dude. 
because of the moniker of hip hop, in order for it to be really marketed the way the NFL wants it to market, they would have a hip hop artist connect to other genres just from marketing standpoint. They would. You know what I'm saying? Don't, it's no, come on, man. M was put on the bill for a reason. Like, let's be real. M was put on the bill for a marketing reason yeah. and the fact of his relationship with Drake. Period. We understand that. For all I care, it could have been Snoop and Drake. I yeah. They could yeah, have been doggy style and both chronics, and I would have been straight. But there's a reason Kendrick was put on to grab that younger crowd. Like, from a marketing standpoint, if Drake did go out there, he would have the younger crowd. But I guarantee you, Drake would bring out like an OG. You know, yeah, he bring out a Travis Scott. Yeah, he would bring out somebody that he's worked with that might be from another genre, a rock band or something like that. He would. Or Future or yeah. well, Drake doesn't really work with rock bands, does he? Yeah, he does. He writes. Yeah, yeah, he does. You need to check his credits. <laughs> check his credits. Okay, I'll check, check his credits. Check his writing credits. I'm serious. Yeah, he could do a Super Bowl halftime. That'd be crazy. Well, what they did, the concert they did, they should have just done that for the Super Bowl. Yeah, basically. Him and Yay. Him and Yay. You know, but you got to go see him at Coachella now. It's just more money to spend. Coachella removed all mass mandates this morning. You know. It's going to be bananas out there. Yeah. It's going to be great. It's going to be bananas. The Super Bowl, nobody was wearing any masks. Oh, man, look. They had them, like, in the back pocket. Yeah, they, they had them as, like, a, a cup holder. You know, yeah. you had to make the drink not cold. You put it around it. <laughs> and, like, this question right here, um, Brian Dembo says, Wu-Tang. Oh, my gosh, I forgot. I met the – I was rapping with the Wu-Tang at the, the event. They was they – was, <laughs> We were trying to get him to taste our liquor, and we was like, "All right, we'll rap so you guys can taste it." This right, is we right. freestyling, right. and they loved it. I mean, they. Loved it. <laughs> I got, I got to send you the pictures, but they loved it. <laughs> no, I got it, man. I got it. Oh, I have a story. So, you guys know, like, good friends with Jared Payton. Uh, he he's at Super Bowl every year, reporting, doing events, and um, so I watched the Super Bowl. I watch it with my dad every year. That's just our thing. Yeah. So my dad stays in like an unincorporated area and Wi-Fi is really bad. It's just really bad, you know? So when I get home after the Super Bowl, I see that I have two missed FaceTimes. I had a FaceTime at 435 that I missed and another one at 835. So immediately I knew for him to FaceTime me had to be important. It had to be important. So this true story, man, I I am so livid with my parents' inability to have decent Wi-Fi, just decent. I don't need you to have super speeds, just decent Wi-Fi. Just decent Wi-Fi. I'm going to get my calls. So I knew he was flying early from LAX. So I let him land, and I hit him on Monday night, and I said, bro, I saw the two missed phone calls. Please tell me. Because I saw his Instagram post around that time, and I saw who he was with. Yeah. And I said, please tell me you were not calling me because I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, and you were right there in Emmitt Smith's suite. He was like, yeah, that's why I called you. I wanted him to talk to you. I said, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> I said, you have got to be kidding me. And oh, said, my goodness. I said, man, the 830 call. I said, what was that for? He was like, dude, I was at Magic Johnson's suite. I oh, said, my goodness. So, dude, because I wanted to kick it with my pops and their horrible Wi-Fi, I've and the horrible Wi-Fi, the Wi-Fi two, made it even worse. I probably missed two of the greatest moments that I could have had. And back to back. Back to back. Now, let me ask you this, because I've heard from several, several athletes, in your opinion, because, man, I have not heard a negative thing about the entire week and the entire experience. In your opinion, should L.A. host the Super Bowl 
at SoFi every year. And I swear, man, when I tell you NFL players and athletes are like, yo, this was the best Super Bowl week. It was just it was just so much going on. I think it's because California and the weather this week was just so perfect. And I mean, you know, LA does it really nice. So if they were to do it every year, the Florida teams wouldn't like it. But the thing is, I, I'm pretty sure Tampa's went really well too, though. It ain't LA though. It it's ain't, it ain't it's LA. not LA, but it ain't LA. It ain't LA, bro. Just the money that was just going around from people that you know, because you got to remember, there's already stuff going on out here. So when you're coming out here, especially when you're from Cincinnati, and you're running into celebrities that just live here coincidentally, yeah, it just hypes the whole experience. Because then you're like, man, there's the beach, and then there's everybody's here, and then it's yeah. just. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's let me tell you something, man. You brought the party to the party. That's Essentially, why, yeah, that's basically what it is. You brought the party to the party because LA is always, always a party. There's never a time I go to LA where you can't find something popping off. Yeah, every day of the week. Now New York would be good, but New York don't have the weather. You see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The weather would be an issue because it's February. So, or then, you know, Frisco and, and Dallas is not bad either. Well, they had it at Levi. And Frisco was probably dope. I'm just telling you what I've heard from the events, oh. the way everything was done. Of course, they knew they had to deal with traffic, but, you know, just being able to run into everybody. Because, like you said, the party came to the party. Yeah, it was so much. Actors, you know, entertainers, they're all in L.A. anyway. You add athletes, and now you just like you said, man. There were so many deals talked about, brokered, and man, literally, my boy hit me and was like, "Yo, the price of the bag went up." Oh yeah, just off oh, one yeah. week. Off of one week. Off one week. So, you know, when you get that type of thing, and it's in Vegas next year. And Vegas is probably going to be a, a different experience, but probably just as fantastic. Just as fantastic. All parties and all parties involved. But yo, I look, I wouldn't mind. I was mad that I wasn't able because I'll actually be out there March 8th through the 18th. Okay. And it, I just couldn't make it happen. Mm. By the way, shout out to my daughter. You know, she sang the national anthem for the USC UCLA basketball game. That's right. That's right. She rocked it in front, man. She killed it. She rocked it in front of twelve thousand people. She said she got an opportunity to meet. She hit me. She's like, Dad, you know this guy named uh, Anthony Munoz? And I'm like, Oh yeah. I'm like, Anthony uh, Munoz. Yeah. And she's like, Yeah, you know, I, I guess he went to USC, and you know, I met him in back. I was like, yeah, I know Anthony Munoz. So I was glad she got a chance to meet him. Yo, and she was, yo, she was hitting me like, yo, everybody is out here. This is bananas. Yeah, oh, it was, yeah, it was dumb. It was dumb. So it was just a great experience. And um, LA did it right. Now, my last All Star game was LA. Oh, the NBA All Star game. My last NBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another thing. I did it. I think I stopped going consistently, like right after my daughter was born. Yeah, like after my daughter. You I get was, more fans to travel for the Super Bowl events, but the NBA All Star events is more like it's more private celebrity stuff because it's basketball yeah, players. Yeah, you know, yeah. NBA is a little bit more uh, private. NBA crowd is a little bit different too. It's a different, yeah, it's a different the NFL, NFL, the NFL events. You got families. You I don't got want to sound Turner. Classic, dude, I don't want to sound like this classism, but it's just a different vibe. I it is. It is. It's a different vibe, and everybody knows it's a different vibe. But in L.A., you can get both. Facts. You know, Facts. you can get anything you were looking for, you know, from, from both sides of the spectrum. We're in a Minneapolis. Yeah. You you know the NFL is the Super Bowl is great because it's just 
chilling, you know. So, yeah, it is. Let me see. Check it out. I'll make sure I get it right, dude. <laughs> Man, them Bengals should have won, though. I'm not even going to lie to you. We played our ass off. And it's yeah, it's I'm sorry, it's in it's in Vegas in 24. So next year is in but Vegas won't even be the same because I mean it's really not that much to do in Vegas outside the strip. See, this is my thing, bro. Glendale is cool. Glendale is cool, but like Glendale, I'm gonna give you a perfect example. Normally, athletes and entertainers fly in like that Wednesday. Yeah. Cats flew in the weekend before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People got stuff already out here. Like, people were there like Monday before the Super Bowl. Like, it's LA. Yeah, things are going crazy. It's going to be the same thing in Glendale. You know, athletes will fly in and like Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, for things that they have to sponsor. But it won't. It's, dude. I'm telling you. I'm still waiting for the trickle down of the stories. I'm still waiting to hear stories from this weekend, man. Yes, yeah, it's, it's you gotta let the you gotta let it set for a couple of days so all yeah. it comes back to you because it's yeah. really been so many conversations, so many things going on late nights. So yeah, like you can ask LL Nation, they'll tell you. I'm dude. Jared is co-hosting with me for like the second hour. And uh, for the second half of the show, and literally, people are just walking up, talking to him while he's like on the Facetime with us doing the show. It was, yeah. and he's just like, "Fam, you don't understand. You don't understand. It's just too much going on. Like it's crazy out here. So I'm mad I missed it. I hope they come back to LA real soon. Um, the NFL works with LA." And the thing that's different about the NBA, the NBA works better when everything is centralized. Yeah. When you have a city like L.A. where things are more spread out, I, that wasn't a good experience, man. Wasn't a good experience, man. And I blame Paul Pierce for my NBA All-Star experience in L.A. Really? Why is that? Yeah, we drove to an event in Inglewood. It was a nice venue, nice event. We get there, me and my boys. We got a nice little spot in the corner. Bottles, kicking it, good music, nice vibe. Had a nice batch. Mm -hmm. Chilling with us. Paul Pierce walked in and snatched all of them. (laughs) Bro. Also smooth, also smooth. Like it wasn't even a big deal. Oh, and I didn't know whether to be mad at the at the batch of them or yeah. at him. Because like, it just is like, what's oh, going like, on here, y'all? That birdish, <laughs> like for real? <laughs> We're doing, y'all? That birdish, like man. His so, pocket had more bread in it. They had to. They was like, man, that's, I'm gonna eat good over there. They took them because we were in a good spot. You know, like I said, we had a spot. You know, yeah, you thought you had this set up. It was we setup. had like a little good spot. He snatched them, and it wasn't just us. It wasn't just us. Oh no, he's going around collecting he all of them, and like went back to like a secluded room. So like when the video came out, when he was working with ESPN, when that video came out, I'm like, dude, that's that's how Paul Pierce operates. Yeah, straight like, up. That's you knew that. That's how the truth operates, and. It's Inglewood. You know what I'm saying? He grew up in Inglewood. So it's really home for him. It's so really it's home. Like, it's nothing. So we we were mad, and we went and we had to go find something else to do. Mm. And that's a nice drive. That's the thing. And like when you leave one spot, the drive to the next spot be you know what I'm saying killer. Be killer. It's killer. So you have to really map out, and you can talk about it. Like you have to start your night early. To give yourself time to end up where you want to be at the end of the night so everything is taken care of. So that's L.A. for you, though. It's fantastic. 
Yeah, man, it's definitely LA for you, and it's just it's crazy just putting it all together and the traffic, and you don't even mind the traffic because you just know that the next place you get to, when you get to it, is gonna be real nice. Got a question for you: What comes first, Indy title or Bengals title? Wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. Now I gotta put you on the spot, dude. I be real. Which one means more to you, dude? Oh, the Indy title for sure. Okay. Okay. I'm 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 a Bengals fan through the nature of they really wasn't even expected to be there. Okay. So how do you not how do you not cheer for them because everybody's thinking the Browns are gonna do it, but Faker Mayfield just can't get it done. So what's the one thing for you? Because I know you play the game over in your mind. I know, I know. You play the game over in your mind. I know you've done it the last 48 hours. Like, what's the one thing that keeps popping up? Like, that right there. That the, the T. Higgins grab for me, that Jalen Ramsey broke up. I think yeah. he, I just, oh. it's just being like a competitive play. Yeah. I just wish to see us really make that one. You know, that just the Super Bowl plays are the plays. That's the one you got to make, you know. And that I mean, obviously, it's Jalen Ramsey, but. Shit, we trying to win, you know? So I think that, and it goes back to Joe really didn't have a bad game. Like, the man played pretty solid, considering the hell that Tom Brady was getting. And he saw that same defensive line at home, basically. And he was doing, I mean, you know, so I think for what it's worth, Joe played a great game. There's nothing for him to go home and be upset about. No, I just hope, I just hope his knee is okay. Yeah, I know Zach Taylor is meeting with the media today, and I hope there's nothing torn or anything like that that they have to take care of. I hope he can come back. They got the third most cap money for free agency that starts early March, and um, hey, they know what they have to do, you know. But this is the NFL. This is what I tell people all the time: like, this is not like having a squad at the at the YMCA. No. Or the of the local park. Like the NFL is different. Like you don't just run it back. Like it sounds simple like, oh man, just okay, cool. We can just run it back. Dude, that it sounds simple, but dude, it just takes one bad half. Ask Patrick Mahomes, it takes one bad half, one bounce of the ball that doesn't go your way. Like man, the Ryan Tant, the Ryan Tannehill interception at the end of the game. That ball could have bounced and fell into a Titans hand. That's right. <laughs> I'm saying next thing you know, they're in field goal range. You have to get those type of breaks to win a Super Bowl. I for me, for me, the turning point in the game, and it's so man, we talked about this a little bit Monday. And I told LL Nation, like, yo, I felt bad because Notre Dame is gonna be connected to the scapegoat. Like when I saw Ben Skoranek tip that ball up and they get intercepted, I'm like, here we go. Yeah. Yeah, because that's the play he got in after Odell got hurt. Right. The the stand that the Rams made right there. Mm -hmm. Because I thought, I was like, okay, this might be a blowout. Like in my mind, I'm like, okay, this might be trending towards a blowout. Straight up. Because if they score here, go up double digits. This is going to be tough. And Odell's out, this ain't good. Mm -mm. This ain't good. And the fact they held them to a field goal, I was like, okay, this is still a game. But you have, I think after that field goal, the Bengals offense only put up 51 yards of offense, bro. And I don't understand why Joe Mixon would get like 25 carries. Easy. Yeah, I think they, you know, in a situation like that, you just try to do what you can, man. I think they play, both played really well schemes. I mean, I think they played honest. And Sean McVay didn't do the most, which when he doesn't do that, they usually win. I'll talk to somebody in the chat, ask why Mary was put on, like you said, man, when it comes to the NFL, it's not about the show as much as it is about the market. Like, you put together a show, the market. That's why 
like Beyonce did a show by herself, but then she came back and did a show with uh, was it Maroon Five? Yeah, Maroon Five. Yeah, like for marketing, like yo, let's put these two together. So I think Mary was put on the definitely to get the the female fans. Mm-hmm. When you go hip hop like that, Dre and Snoop, you have you you balance, try to balance it off with the female side. And add Mary, somebody that Dre had worked with previously to the uh, to the show, was actually smart from a marketing standpoint. Very smart. And I thought I think I saw somebody else do. Outcast probably could put it, but then you know, Outcast would more than likely include a lot of Atlanta artists and probably mm-hmm. bring in the entire Dungeon family. So it would basically, be- yeah, they would. They probably just wouldn't rock it by themselves. So. I don't know what we'll get, but I'm cool with the show. And yeah, I was upset. Remember when they uh the last time they were in Atlanta, which was like a few years back, we were asking, like, man, why isn't a halftime show like in Atlanta? Right. You know, like, dude, the artists they could have put on. For that, for that halftime show, it would have been great. Opportunity. Missed opportunity. So, yeah, man, that's everything that's been going on. Uh, I have to get out of here because I have to hit the road. Make yep. sure I make the South Bend in time. I don't want to be the sore thumb sticking out, walking in late to the press conference. Can't do that. Make sure I got my bags card and my booster card. That's right. You know what I'm saying? So I can get admitted and represent. You know what time it is. Hey, it's the lucky lefty always. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historic? Petty Junction. Petty Junction, each and every day right here, Lucky Lefty Podcast. So, yo, petting is taking place. I don't know if you've seen this video. And, you know, I fall short of calling myself an activist, but, I, you know, I use my platform to speak out. And... Um, it's this video that's gone viral, man, and I, I really caught up to it this morning. It happened this weekend. It's from um, Bridgewater in New Jersey at the Bridgewater Mall. There's a fight between a teenager and uh, two teenagers. And, you know, let's just say one of the teenagers was kind of uh, separated from the fight, and the other teenager was thrown down on his face, knees put in his back, and handcuffed. And, you know, I can't, uh, stuff like that I'm tired of. I'm just tired of it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, first of all, it's two flashlight cops. Well, no, they were actually cops. So they weren't flashlight security guards. And I'm just saying, man, when you see teenagers, unless you see guns, when you see teenagers in the mall fighting, man, just split them up. Yeah, just split them up. Why is your mindset to arrest and handcuff either one? Like, either one, like you, you know, y'all adults, y'all supposed to be like, oh, just break it up, break it up. That was crazy. It's like man, teenagers. Do you know how many te- fights I saw in the mall growing up, man? Daily. And it's like, dude, like I said, if there are no weapons involved, what could they really do? Yes, they little, little babies. Split everybody up. Make sure they go in opposite directions. Hit them with that hey, 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 hey. That's it. That's it, man. It's like, come on, man. Um, <laughs> you do your boy James Harden. I got to throw him on a petty train. Oh my gosh! Throwing jabs yesterday in his press conference, talking about I'm finally with a team that wants to win. It's like, 
Come on, man. Come on. I, I, first of all, the other two dudes you just left both have championships. That's no. Both. They both, both have championships. And number two, you know, Kyrie stands on his principles. And, you know, even if you don't agree, that's his principles. I understand you being upset about the fact that, you know, you're getting left out to play every night by yourself because Kyrie doesn't want to get the vaccine and KD is hurt. That's it. And that's not what you signed up for. But, you know, to make it seem like they don't want to win, that was a step too far in my opinion. Just a little bit. And uh, my last nomination to the Petty Train is everybody out there that tried to throw shade at the halftime show. It's like, man, look, if it's not your cup of tea, that's fine. Like, I don't really care about that. Right? It's a bunch of halftime shows that are not my cup of tea. But at the end of the day, this is and, – and I tried to tell this to somebody else the other day. I was talking to my friend, and he really didn't. He thought it was all right. And I said, well, let me ask you something. He said, yeah. I said, um, do you know what your teenage daughter listens to? And he was like, I mean, I, I, I know the artist. I said, do you know why she listens to them? He's like, no, we never had that discussion. And I said, okay. I said, have you chosen to listen to what she listens to? He's like, no, not really. It's not my cup of the tea, cup of tea. I said, that's the problem. I said yeah. that encapsulates why there's always a lack of a bridge to gap generations. Because there is no interest on your part. None. Darn about what makes them tick. That's right. Like, yo, I sit and I ask my nephew, who's seventeen. I mean, he's nineteen now, but when he was like fourteen, fifteen, like, yo, who's popping? In yeah. Chicago streets. That's how I actually became a fan of King Bond. Yeah. It was untimely death. Like, yo, like I don't really rock with drill music like that, but yo, this kid, there's something about this kid. It's something about him. And you know, he loves young young boy NBA. And I was like, see, okay, that's why I gotta stop because I don't know. I can't go with that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And I'm and I'm talking to him like, why do you okay, why do you rock with this dude? And when he's explaining to me why he rocks with this dude, why he rocks with him, I can relate. Because I'm like, okay, I get it. Because that's some of the same qualities that made me rock with cats when I was your age. Straight right? up. There's a symmetry. There's a connection there. And so, and then also having an ear, you might not like somebody, but a hit song is a hit song. A hit song is a hit song. That's right. I, like, Drake's not my preference, bro. But I don't sit up there and say Drake puts out trash music. Like, you'll never hear me say that. Like, when that cat, when uh, Sicko Mode came out, I was like, dog, that's bananas. Like, it that's, is. That's, that's flat out bananas. Like, I don't have to be a Drake fan. That's bananas. And that right there for me is the pettiness you know what I'm saying, that has to leave. You know what I'm saying? He's got to. He's got to. From generations. It's like, dude, being able to say something is dope, regardless of whether or not it's your preference, like, dude, that halftime show was more than I, like, stop. If that's not your preference, fine. I'm like, but come on, be better than that. Be better. Yeah, so. be, better than, be better than that. It's a bunch of things that are not my preference. You're not, dude, you're not about to catch me uh, listening to Beyonce in the car by myself, ever. Won't happen. But I'm not about to sit up here and say her hit songs aren't her hit, aren't hit songs. That's true, too. Like that bank, she has some bangers. So, heck, there's people that don't like Jay-Z. I love to do There's people that don't like Biggie. I love to do There's people that might not like Snoop. Well, you know, you know, Snoop is kind of universal. Everybody kind of loves Snoop, though. He's just one of those artists. He's just a lovable dude. Lovable guy, like Ice Cube. Yeah, but, yeah, man. That's it. Shout out to you, Juan Lozado. I agree. DeMar DeRozan for MVP. He'll probably come in fourth. <laughs> but he's been put, man, he's been putting in work, and you're right. It was Coldplay. Thank you guys for correcting me. It was Coldplay that uh, performed with Beyonce. Uh, 
Yeah, man. Yeah, we still ASAP Rocky is still on on the petty train for me, bro. Yeah, he didn't have to do that. He yeah. had to do that. He really did not do that. He had to do that, man. He had to do that. <laughs> Come on, man. Lucky Lefty Podcast, man. Don't forget to subscribe. Apple Podcasts, YouTube channel. Hit the like button. Share. You see I'm growing out my hair for the spring. I do it backwards. I spin it different. That's what you got to do. Getting ready to throw the juices and berries in there. That's right. You're going to really be popping. You dig? If I had to put a little cap on top of that, let that thing moisturize, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to think, man. I don't want to scare the folks when I walk in for the press conference. Like, man, should I let my, you know, it's BHM. It's yeah. Black History Month, man. Should I represent my natural? That's right. They're going to be like, you're like African news. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Now, go in there, man, and do your thing, man. Marcus Freeman going to ask you, hey, hey, I need, I need you Sean, first. Yo. He's going to put you first, man. I got my leather glove ready for my first question. That's right. Hey, he going <laughs> to. Yeah, I want Sean. Roy, your finger said, let your soul glow. That's right. Uh, that's what's up, man. L- you gonna, you gonna start liking it when it comes start really getting there. You gonna start yeah. liking it now. Yeah, I actually, yo, don't. Uh, I believe it was HBO. I just watched the uh, Bob Marley documentary mm-hmm. that his children just did, and uh, it was fascinating because, like I said, man, I don't. Um, I love because I'm a listener, so like anytime I can learn, I'm in, and it was the music is cool. In the background on each song and what where it came from, and you know, first half his catalog being produced in Jamaica, and why he fled for the United States and how it impacted his music. But even more than that, like learning the background of him coming from uh, a mixed, you know, situation where his father was Caucasian, his mother was uh, was African. And uh, how that impacted him. So he was, he looked upon himself, he was looked upon as an outcast because he wasn't accepted by the father's side of the family. And um, yo, that's, that was the motivation for all of the music we got. And then just really getting an understanding and the breakdown of the Rastafarian uh, beliefs and the meaning behind, you know, what you see my brother right there, Malik what he has and growing your hair out and how it's connected to the spiritual, even going back to our ancestors. So it was, it was a great documentary on HBO. I encourage everybody to watch it. I don't know the title, but if you search Bob Marley, I know Rohan Marley was on I Am Athlete um, a month, months back talking about it and promoting it. So man, check it out. Uh, we doing this again later, bro. That's right. We got to do it before, uh, the Lakers game because we got to go to the Lakers game. Well, that's a uh, seven, seven, nine, which would be, yeah, we can do it for them. Yeah, so we'll, man, if I can get back from South Bend, we'll do it before then. If not, we'll catch y'all tomorrow morning, man. Lucky Lefty Podcast, spend it different today. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs>